1: Sports Talk Show, Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: What's up, Montana? No, this is not the beginning of some corny horror movie. This is actually the beginning of your favorite Daily Talk radio show. If you're watching on SWX Montana, you can see here I'm holding the trophy for what is the Urban Interface. That's the Fire on Ice annual charity hockey games, multiple games this year. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about here today. But very cool, uh, very a very Montana trophy, if I if I must say. That's part of what will be a huge show. We will talk some fire on ice about 4.30. Brett Cuniff, as well as one of his Wildland colleagues, will be in studio with us. We're not sure who's going to come, but we'll have a couple of these firefighters in studio about 4.30. And the rest of the show, almost exclusively about basketball. We're going to hear from Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, right off the top. Then we're also going to have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best winter sport and hoops-based athletes in the state of Montana. And then our number two, we're going to hear from both men's basketball coaches from here in the state of Montana, Travis DeCure from the University of Montana and Montana State head coach Danny Sprinkle. And then also 530, a fun one for you, Tyler Hobbs, longtime friend of mine, guy who played football here at the University of Montana, great guy to hang out with, be around, Hits the golf ball about two miles, but also he's a heck of a basketball coach as well. He's the head coach of the Missoula Big Sky Girls, and he's got Big Sky on the up and up. Significantly improved from what's uh, been sort of a downtrodden program there at Big Sky the last handful of years. They are back in action now, and uh, after having just five wins total over the last four seasons, they are four and five. So they're much improved there at Big Sky, so we'll hear from Ty Hobbs as well uh, here on Nuanas. Now, if you want to listen to the show, stream the show anywhere besides your traditional outlets, you can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live you find the stream. You want to be a part of this show? You certainly can do that as well. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You're going to want to remember that because we have some free Taglieri Deli for you. Taglieri Delicatessen, the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in Montana. They also have a phenomenal wine selection as well. So about 4:45, we'll have an opportunity for you to win a $25 gift card down to Taglieri Deli. Very much look forward to that. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. You can always get a hold of us that way. Call us or text us. We love the text line. You can always uh, just shoot them right to Andrew. He can put them right on my phone and Boom. You can be a part of the show that way as well. 406-888-1029. Remember that number for any and all of our great prizes, including a chance for some Tagliere a little later on this afternoon. Before we get to Riley, there's a couple people that uh, – I've gotten to know both personally and professionally since I moved back to Missoula. they become great friends of mine. They also are so supportive of this show. And uh, it's funny to me because I always think about this just living in a small town because this is you know, a growing, booming community right now in Missoula. And Montana it, as a state is experiencing such tremendous growth as well. But there still is uh, such a small town nature to it, especially when you're living in your hometown. And uh, on a personal level, I didn't know what I thought when I first moved back to Missoula. Um, cause I've been away for a long time and, uh, you know, there's a certain element of, of just not living in your hometown that, that makes you feel empowered and, uh, you know, like you're chasing some sort of different dreams than what your dreams really are. But I've been living a dream come true, really doing this here in Missoula and, uh, it's been very fun. And, you know, w- we give you the reads and we give you the, um, the commercials and all the advertising, all the promotions and all that stuff here. But some of it's really authentic as well, because a lot of times, you know, here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, I'm creating the content, and a lot of times I'm selling the content from an advertising perspective. But then a lot of times I'm also doing business with the people that advertise with us. So a couple of guys that have been so supportive of this show and so huge in my uh personal improvement and just as a member of this community is Mike Nugent for Berkshire Hathaway real estate and Nick Tabor from Westpac wealth. Mike's taught me so much about the real estate industry and that's been so crucial in sort of trying to relate to people and explain stuff uh, in the Missoula community. And Nick, I mean, he's my financial advisor and he gives me all sorts of financial uh, advice and uh, he's got me set up with all sorts of great things and benefits and all sorts of things like that. So both those guys just want to say personal thank you to them because they've been uh, really involved in this show. We couldn't do it without all of you out there uh, throughout the state of Montana and listening around the world. Actually, it's funny. We look at our podcast analytics and I know so many people right now are listening to this on the radio or you're watching on TV and you're sitting in Montana. Well, our podcast analytics actually show that like thirty-five to forty percent of the people who listen to this show don't live in Montana, so that's fun. Fun talking to you, all you out there that don't live in the Treasure State as well. I, I love that you still love it enough to to tune in. But regardless, just wanted to say those guys they support us so much, and and you know they are paying advertisers, so of course we're gonna always give you the the live reads and the commercials and all that stuff, but also just on a personal level. Thanks to them, because we wouldn't have been able to do it without them, and uh, both those guys become good friends of mine as well. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm I'm approaching my fifth year here at ESPN. We're going to have our 10th year anniversary. In fact, that launches tomorrow, by the way, so stay tuned for that. Excited for that. Tomorrow's show will lead off with Tucker Sargent, longtime co-host of this show. I will be in studio to talk some stories about sort of just the origin of, of ESPN here in Missoula and, and throughout the state of Montana. And uh, we'll have special guests to lead each Wednesday show for the next four weeks. But that's secondary to what you care about most. What you care about most is the fact that we're going to give you 10 wings every 10 minutes. That's right. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, they're hooking us up with 10 wings every 10 minutes throughout the entire Nuanas now every Wednesday in February. So that means you have an opportunity there's 800 wings that you could win uh, by the time this giveaway is all said and done. So uh, we look forward to that as well, and we'll look forward to having uh, Tucker uh, in the saddle. Nu-on is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can visit and check out that inventory online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Joined by Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. And Riley, before we get into Big Sky Conference basketball, which is what we're primarily going to be talking about this time of year, I got larger sports questions for you. First of all, uh, you're a great baseball aficionado. We talk baseball on the show a lot, especially when you're on. Last week, the Hall of Fame voting stirred up a bloody hornet's nest. It got this former Barry Bonds fan very, very angry. I think that it's just ridiculous that he's
2: not in the Hall of Fame. What say you? I'm with you, and and I listened to your show last week, and I was kind of enraged at times, and I I really didn't when it came to the Hall of Fame the the previous couple years. But there's something fundamentally wrong about the home run leader of all time not being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, the the whole point of the Baseball Hall of Fame is to preserve history and to right. tell the story of baseball down the road. And regardless of the steroid era or whatever it is, Barry Bonds deserves to be in it. And, and I, I was stunned. I did think that there was going to be some momentum towards the end. And there was. But I think that a, a fundamental part of this that so we could go back, the voting process. I mean, really? right. it's it's so outdated at this point. I think we understand that the fraternity that might be baseball writers but my gosh this this was a grave grave error i know that there is one loophole down the road that the current era could vote him in but the fact that he didn't get it under the normal process totally bonkers i am a bit enraged too and this is coming from a dodgers totally. fan that hated the giants and barry bonds i it's it's a complete travesty i hope they can do something about it because i think it just knocks the hall of fame it really does more than anything else well it's it's,
0: it's a there's a two-fold problem because the the voting process is antiquated voting guys out or not voting them in because of their attitude is stupid it's just stupid so that's one argument but the other thing that i just find so unfortunate is like now my brother has kids, and they're starting to learn about sports. And kids always ask you just, like, the broad questions. Who's the best player you've ever seen? Barry Bonds is the answer to the question. He's the best player I ever saw, ever. And so, like, to say that that didn't happen, I, I guess everybody, in my opinion, not everybody, but most of the players during that era were juicing. So he's still the best player, right? Like, everybody was juicing. But the, my whole other argument is if you cut off Barry Bonds' career after he ever took a steroid, just flush him. Take away, I think he hit, I think he allegedly hit two, three 320 home runs after steroids. Okay, that's fine. He still hit 440 before steroids. He's still a Hall of Famer. Put him in the Hall of Fame.
2: He is still a Hall of Famer, and the, the number one stat, and I wish I had it on hand for me, is the intentional walks. and how many He had 220 he intentional walks one year. What? I remember, no kidding, the bases were loaded, and there was a key game where a team was up three against the Giants. They intentionally walked him because they were more afraid that he was going to hit a grand slam than just giving them one run. I mean, he. they need to change something about it. Absolutely 100%. Barry Bonds is um, one of the top hitters of all time, if right. not the best. And I think, though, that you're seeing the reaction, I think, throughout um, Major League Baseball that, that there's something wrong with this. But, oh, man, we're on the same page with it. That's for sure. Let's let's catch up with the times, Major League Baseball. Come on.
0: <laughs> Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, here with me, Colter Duane, is coming to you from Dahlberg Arena on a Tuesday morning. Riley, right after this, is going to go down to the Coach's Show, which he hosts each Tuesday at Finn. You're used to it uh, during football season, during Dinner time, but it's during lunchtime now. So Tuesdays at noon down at Finn. Go check out Riley with both Coach Takir and Brian Holsinger, the new head coach for the Lady Grizz. And a fun a fun listen. You're probably you're obviously gonna be listening to this on Tuesday afternoon, so this is not gonna help you go there today. But next week, go check it out. Uh fun stuff. As always, one other broad question for you, Riley. I'm sitting here watching the uh the AFC playoffs the last two weeks, <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is maybe on the move. We talked last week about how Aaron Rodgers maybe is on the move to Denver. After watching the last two weeks, I would not want to go to the AFC if I'm Aaron Rodgers. You got Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, by the way, the dude who just won the AFC in his third year, Joe Burrow, unbelievable talent in the AFC. So what sort of answer do the Broncos need to be able to compete it with this flush group of, of core four quarterbacks that are going to dominate the league for the next 10 years?
2: I am petrified. And really, when you Hi. think about it, the AFC West, I mean, if oh. – look- Let's just say if Aaron Rodgers came, you would have Mahomes, Herbert Rodgers playing against each other twice a year. I mean, that's an NFL dream.
0: I mean, for- their car is was good this year. He was like a borderline top 10 guy. He is the dog in that group by a long shot.
2: He really is and if I'm Aaron Rodgers I really am thinking of it this way and that's why as the news officially broke with Tom Brady finally being done I thought that one of the main reasons he might come back was because of that. I mean the NFL has done such a great job and I think that that just having parity and having balance throughout the the conferences the division is what makes it so great where a team like the Bengals from two years ago to now can go from the worst team. To the best team. Well, with that being said, I think they're running into one of their first problems, maybe in our era for a while, where all of the quarterback talent, or the top, you know, five of the top seven, are going to be in the AFC. Oh, yeah. How does that? Uh, how does that balance out? With that being said, the, the answer to your question, I, it is still a quarterback for Denver, and, and whether it's not Rodgers, I think that they're in the market for probably four guys, and I would go in this order. Rodgers, see if Deshaun Watson has his legal troubles cleared. Sure. If he does, then he's an option. If he doesn't, then that's never going to happen. There's a reason he didn't play. And I can't believe I'm saying this, and I wonder what Kyle Sample and all the other packers, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe Jimmy G. Oh my Is God. Jimmy G the answer? Because I think Denver has some of the pieces in place. As you can tell, if I'm saying Jimmy G's an option, I am desperate for a quarterback as a Broncos <laughs> fan, where I'm going that far, but they still got to get a quarterback in <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Sample, will let you have him. I promise Aww. you. Our good buddy Kyle is a big-time Niners fan. He was at Lambeau two weeks ago. He walked on cloud nine for a week, and then I was with him on Sunday watching the Niners game, and I think he's still having a meltdown. I think he might still be in tears at his house. I hope he's listening to this because I know he's working from home, and uh, I know he listens to the show regularly. So, Sample, it's okay. We'll wipe your tears for you. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll be on the way out the door. Don't you worry. By the way, I also have to say, calling out calling out a guy i listened to my whole life, Mike Greenberg, he said that Trey Lance is a Division Two quarterback. He's not a Division Two quarterback. He's a Division One quarterback. It's it's 1AA or whatever you want to call it. It's FCS. It's Division I, Mike. North Coast State is a Division I school. Get over it. Regard, that's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, here with us on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. All right, let's talk some Grizz hoops. Great weekend for Montana. First time I got to see the Grizz in action in almost four weeks. 26 days between home games, but uh, good to be back in Dahlberg Arena. Montana played Idaho on Thursday, and they absolutely, I mean, 81-62 was the final score. There was never a question. They just cruised. They did whatever they wanted. The Grizz actually shot the three terrible on Thursday, and they still scored 81 points. If they would have even shot kind of well from three, they would have scored 100. I mean, they must have shot 75% on twos. I don't know what Idaho is running on defense. I don't think they're running anything defensively, but... Um, it's it's a, it's a long road for the rebuild in Moscow. But then Montana turns around and plays a, a thriller against Eastern Washington on Saturday. Way more of a slugfest than I expected given uh, just the way Eastern scores the ball. But Montana ends up pulling it out, 61-59. So we'll start there, Riley. Montana had a, a five-point lead when Derek Carter Hollinger rattled in his corner three with about 40 seconds to go. Then ghosts of the past started haunting them. They missed four out of their seven free throws down the stretch, which was something that plagued them last year. This year they've been one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, here we go again. Uh, I thought this team figured out how to close games, not so much. But then they did, and they closed it, and I think it was a huge – stepping stone for Montana, because last year it was like rinse and repeat. They would have a four-minute-long scoring drought, and then they'd lose at the last possession over and over and over again. This is big for this team, right, to be able to get over the hump?
2: It really is, and I think that we've seen it build, Coulter, and it kind of started with Weber State when they were able to pull out a close win, and then I really think that the biggest step might have been the game that you wouldn't think, and it was Portland State. It was Portland State on the road where they shot under 40%, and they looked even worse offensively than they did against Eastern Washington, able to grit out a win. It, it, it troubled me though because they also miss free throws in that game. They're top five in the country in free throw shooting but when it gets tight as it's hard to simulate that situation but they have struggled in both of those games against Portland State and Eastern just shooting free throws late but I, I think you're, you're, you're seeing a team that is finding ways to win games yeah. and we have talked a lot about what is the x factor what is missing from this montana team ever since the days of rory ogine Pritchett. it's that ultimate x factor that they know that they're montana and what that means to try and grit out wins when everybody hates you things are going against you and they have found that i've seen it maybe on the road even on that road trip where maybe not that many people are watching the games in game out at portland state at nau and then you saw it against eastern washington emotional game best atmosphere I think we've seen I mean this year for sure about
0: 3,800 people there Saturday it was a good crowd more of you need to come to these games I promise they're fun come
2: seriously six home games left it's time now but absolutely with 4,000 in attendance you just got that vibe okay this is Grizz Eagles there's a little bit of bad blood here back and forth they found a way to win and I think that obviously the way that this team is going to win games is by their defense this year but to me, if the offense can ever figure it out with consistency, watch out. Because I, I, I would go as far to say they're on a four-game winning streak, their first four-game winning streak of the year. Three of the four games, they have played pretty poorly offensively and sure. still found ways to win. That Idaho game, one final note for you, you are right. They they struggle defensively. Man. Bottom 10 in the country, field goal percentage and scoring defense. They've got talent offensively, but then it's like, you got to play both sides of the ball a little well, yeah. bit, right?
0: <laughs> they It's just rinse and repeat. They just give, they're giving up 55% field goals like every single game. They're, they're – I mean, opponents are shooting 50% for the year against them. It's it's pretty crazy. I don't want to pile on, but it was also striking to just look at their bench. I know they've had some COVID issues and things, but I'm not sure if Zach Klaus had any assistance. <laughs> and I guess the other guys must have been wearing polos instead of suits. Yeah. I was just so yeah. concerned. I was like, what? what's happening? This guy has no help. And they only had four guys on the bench. It was a weird thing. But then we talk about Eastern Washington. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. He's a play-by-play guy, as you already know. I was sitting there watching Eastern, and every single time someone did something, I had to look at my roster because yeah. the only two guys I knew on the whole team were Ellis Magnuson and Steel Ventures. I've watched them on the stream, but it's a lot different when you see guys in person. They have 20 12 new players. 12. I feel like the first 30 minutes of the game, I was looking up who's who, rather than actually watching the action. That must have been hard for you as a play-by-play guy.
2: It was crazy the first time. I mean, playing Eastern and just seeing the new names, because you get comfortable, right? And sure. you, you kind of know teams' identity. Well, Eastern, completely different this year. And you have to give David Riley and them a lot of credit for, sure. for building the roster they have. And I think that the transfer portal, it's an amazing thing. And you can look at it right at Eastern Washington for a team that you thought would be depleted. and and really on paper should have been one of the worst in the big sky, they're at least competing. But you're right. It's tough to try and find names and guys that are um, contributing for them. Allegri to a a Linton Cleese, who I think is a great piece for them too. Um, But uh, completely new roster, that's for sure. And I think that that truly is is something that uh, I guess is the reason why Eastern Washington hasn't been able to beat the Grizz this year, understanding this rivalry and and what it has meant the last couple of seasons because Kim Aiken and those guys, it was a different mindset than the Eastern team rolling out there this year.
0: Something that I'm planning on talking about with my brother later on this week, Brooks Nuanes, will join us Thursday uh, on the show to talk uh, all the way around the NFL and Big Sky Hoops as well. But but you'll have a good perspective on this as well. The postseason awards, particularly the MVP and the Big Sky, has been voted on based on statistics more than um, team performances in the last six years. There has been times when it's aligned. Like we're in Eastern's Washington's four-man whoever he may be, has won the league MVP for the last five years. The only other guy that broke through and won an MVP was Jordan Davis. He averaged 25 points per game to get there. Those teams had success. I mean, Eastern won the league last year. They won the league earlier on uh, when Vanky Joyce was was there. I guess he wasn't the MVP of the league that year. But Eastern has been, they won, and and Northern Colorado was the two-seed when Jordan Davis. That said, though, I do think that analyzing the league and individual performances and prowess based on statistics is so silly because, like right now, Montana and Montana State are two of the best teams in the Big Sky Conference. Josh Bannon is Montana's leading scorer. He's 10th in the league in scoring. Jabril Bello is Montana State's leading scorer. He's 11th in the league in scoring. Those two guys are first-team all-league players, in my opinion. And so if they don't get it because they're not averaging 18 or 20 points per game like some dude like Jalen Cohn at Northern Arizona, that's not a shot at Cone; He's a great player. And they use a bottom half of the league team. If they, I guess what I'm getting at is, the way that Eastern runs their system, it doesn't matter who their foreman is. He's going to get 12 points and six rebounds no matter what. And if he's good, he's going to go 18 and eight. And if he's Jake Wiley, he's going to go 23 and 12 every night. Mason Peeling was a good player. He's not the league MVP, man. Saeed Pritchett was way better than Mason Peeling. Like, I guess it just, it's frustrating because Eccles is a great example. Right now, he just steps in a D2 transfer from San Francisco State. He's 16 and seven right out the gate. Good numbers. But I think that you have to understand the system caters. If you're Bogdan Blizzek or you're, Jake Wiley, you are an MVP, but a lot of the other guys that play that spot, they get inflated statistics because of the system.
2: I think it's a great point, and just something that we have seen build over time with the Big Sky Conference, where I wish you could do, you know, when they do the blind resumes, I wish you could do it and and take away the points per game for someone and just put two guys side by side and say, best player for a team that went 16 and 4, right, rather than a guy that averaged 24 points per game on a team that went six and fourteen. Right. Because and this is no knock to Cam Shelton, but like last year's a great example. Cam Shelton averaged 24 points per game on one of the worst teams in the league yet Holy. he was first team all league whereas some guys weren't. So I, I digress a little bit. I'm with you on that Linton Ecclese is a great player but he's averaging the same numbers he had at Division 2 like 18 and 8 or 16 right. and 7 and to go in there that's a byproduct of the system. And with that being said, I don't know if this is the form to do it on or right now. Heck yeah it is. It's a Tuesday in the middle of the season. Brandon Whitney Coulter yes. defensive MVP in this league. Well, I mean he for the first a,
0: half of it absolutely he there, is. Yes. There's
2: nothing to talk about what he's done the last 3 games. Two, two, three of the top five scores in this league. Jalen Cohn averaged over 20 a game. He held him to 12. Um, Mikey Dixon came in here, 21 a game, scoreless. Steele Venter, 17 a game, held him to five. Brandon Whitney is kind of that the, the piece that no one's talking about because, again, you look at his numbers, he's averaging 9.6 points per game. Uh, you would maybe say that he had fluctuating minutes through December when he was injured. He's the defensive MVP in this league, and for Montana – that's the reason why they're in it. They are the best defensive team. It might not be the sexiest thing to look at sure. at times, but this team is solid. They have their formula of doing it. They are smart. They take care of the basketball. They do it with their defense. Is it is it what's going to maybe sell the most tickets? No, but are they winning? Absolutely.
0: Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Joining me, Coulter Nuanez, here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. V- Whitney is captivating to me because you mentioned how s- the smart a- angle. You look at recent defensive MVPs in this league. Kim Aiken is an enforcer. He's a bully. Like He he just knows how to out-physical you. He's going to rip the rebound away from you. He's going to foul you hard to intimidate you when you're coming to the rim. All those sort of things. Michael Oguine is the best athlete I've seen in the Big Sky in 10 years. He jumps out of the gym. Of course he should be a great defensive player if he buys in under a defensive minded head coach like Travis Takir. Whitney is not anything spectacular athletically. He's so small. I interviewed him in person for the first time. He's several inches shorter than me, and he's very slight. His anticipation, though, and his ability to see things and communicate, unbelievable. He he can cheat so much on health defense and still close out on his guy and just be all up in your shorts. It, it's a true testament, and I thought Travis DeKir said it best following the Idaho game. He said, you can't measure... What it, what's in a guy's heart until you see him play, and that's that's Brandon Whitney in a nutshell.
2: It is, and I think the quickness is something that they can't be defined, and really, I think you have to watch him over and over to see it, but how like you mentioned, closing out guys, his quickness, he's able to stay with these top offensive players and not let them get free or have any breathing room whatsoever, and the heart, and I think you're seeing the heart show up from this core sophomore, and it's crazy, and this is probably a conversation for a different day, how classes are defined, right, where we came in and it was the Kyle Owens, Josh Vasquez, Derek Carter Hollinger. Well, now it's the current sophomore group that's getting their chance to shine. And last year was just more of a a year that was bizarre. They kind of got their feet wet. You're seeing all of them flourish. Josh Bannon since Christmas has been a different player. He has finally become that go-to player that you can rely on. We saw it in the second half when nothing else was working offensively for the Grizz. He was able to take the game over a little bit. Brandon Whitney defensively, Robbie Beasley, Close, close to being that consistent third piece. And watch out, that's the core that this Montana team is going to build with.
0: You can see how hard Bannon works because he brings new things to his game each weekend. That's amazing to be able to implement stuff in games. I mean, he had this... Th- this is never going to be the thing that is like the lead highlight or whatever. He had this play on Saturday. It was probably late in the first half. He caught the ball in the wing. He squared up. He took the guy to the paint. And then he crossed him over like Kevin Durant style and shot like a little pull-up 12-footer. I'm like, what? If he has that in his game, that is so nasty. His handle has improved so much. He was sort of billed as maybe like a pick and pop stretch four type guy early. He's not. He's a slashing like on-ball can handle the ball type four player, and that makes him such a tough matchup because not only that, he can play he can score on the block, he can play out of the post, so he can create his own shot and get his own shot underneath. His progress has been impressive to me.
2: And he's an absolute gym rat. He's the guy like last year, I mean, every time I came into the arena, He was there. It it was wild to see. I mean, it wasn't just for show either. He wanted to be the first guy there, the last guy to leave. And you can see it show where you talk about that nifty handle and the fadeaway. How about when he was going to his right hand? I mean, that was silky smooth this weekend too. And I think with Bannon, he is such a gym rat, film rat, all of those things, that last year he became too cerebral. He was thinking about it. Too much, where he he couldn't play freely, and he wanted to be so perfect that it was affecting him late in games. Well, now he is playing freely. He he understands the system, and you're right. I think that that his strengths are showing with him slashing more to the rim. He's just so polished, refined, silky smooth, like all of those terms. Are what I find myself saying when it, talking about Josh Bannon, but he is now. I I would go as far to say a premier scorer in this league because there's not many guys like him that have the skill set and have the size.
0: And not many guys that can score like him that also are the linchpin defensively that are also rebounding at a level like he is as well. I mean, that's the thing. He is – hes you can see his natural toughness. You could see it right away when he first got here last year. He's realizing that he's tougher than everybody else now too, and that's a huge deal.
2: Absolutely. And one key stat for you. You know I'd have one nugget from that crazy spotter board I have. You know I've got one nugget for you. Since the year 2000, how many Grizz have averaged eight rebounds or more in a th- since, since the year 2000?
0: Oh, man, I'm
2: trying to think. 22 seasons now, 22 seasons. Over
0: the last 22 years, guys that have averaged eight or more rebounds per game, I actually bet nobody.
2: Because guys like
0: Andrew Strait and Matthias Ward, they were great post players. They are like six and a half, seven rebounds per game. The other thing is, through all of the different Grizz coaches, the Grizz have always had such great rebounding guards. I mean, Michael Logini was the best rebounder the Grizz had his whole t- career, and he was often
2: their leading rebounder too. Absolutely, three's the number Three. since 2000. But that's that's not very much. Three since in 21 years. The Ryan Qualy, it's got to be one. And Martin Brodick. And Martin Brodick. So, Brodick averaged nine per game, but what leading it to say is that Bannon's averaging 8.1 right now, and in his last six games, he's had nine or more five times. He's on pace to become just the third since the year 2000. That's just a wild number, but it's going to show you how well he's rebounded to and adding that
0: element. You gotta love it. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, Riley Corcoran coming to you from Dahlberg Arena. Riley's the voice of the Grizz. You can find all of his calls. On the Grizzly Radio Network. You can also subscribe to his podcast, Inside the Den. That's always good stuff too. What's going on inside the den? Signing Day is coming up.
2: Signing Day and I don't even know if you knew this, but you're gonna be on the show. Next right. so you know. Next week's show. We're really looking forward to it. We're gonna talk with Coach Halk. And it's you know, everybody wants his initial reaction Wednesday. I'm gonna get him the next week when he's got yeah. time to think about it. It's gonna be Coach Halk, it's gonna be um Kent Haslam talking about the new indoor that finally mm-hmm. got announced mm-hmm. in their uh, the fi- final stages. And then me and you are gonna break down signing classes and basketball, football previews, and everything too so that'll be a fun show be on the lookout next week for the inside the dip
0: riley will be joining us a couple times per week during basketball season we're basically going to hear from him early in the week recapping the week that was and then a little quick hitter later in the week so tune back in thursday we'll just keep it tuned here all the time but <laughs> tune back in thursday uh for a little bit of a preview as montana first place showdown in ogden thursday night against weaver state we here at Nuanas now we'll be back right after this Both of the Division One men's basketball teams from the state of Montana kept rolling over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In the first action in Missoula in 26 days for the Montana men's team, the Grizzlies built their winning streak to four straight by defeating traditional rivals Idaho and Eastern Washington, respectively, at Dahlberg Arena. Thursday, Montana did whatever it wanted offensively on the way to an 81-62 win over a struggling Idaho team that did come to Missoula on its first two-game Division One winning streak in almost four years. And on Saturday, Montana completed its season sweep of defending Big Sky Conference champion Eastern Washington by holding on in a thriller 61-59 over the Eagles. UM now 8-2 in Big Sky Conference play, 15-6 overall. In Bozeman, the Bobcats swept the same two pairs of teams, but in a different order. MSU earned a 69-63 win over the high-scoring Eagles Thursday in Bozeman. And Saturday, MSU jolted out to a 20-4 lead in the first half, then held on for a 70-64 win over Idaho. Montana State... Also 8-2 in league play and have now won 12 out of their last 13 contests. The Grins play at first place Weber State on Thursday evening and the Bobcats play in Ogden Saturday night against a Weber State squad with a 10-1 and one Big Sky Conference record. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Santa, welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to the Treasure State, new to the city of Missoula as well. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. And you can also visit online, NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. Take a step outside the basketball world. Talk some hockey, but not the hockey we've been talking once a week, at least here on Nuanez. Now, this is very cool. The annual Fire on Ice charity hockey game returns to Missoula. They were off last year. It's a bummer that they were. This is a great event, really fun, and uh, raises money for a variety of excellent causes uh, here in Western Montana. We're joined in studio now by Brett Cuniff as well as Rogue Swenson, Brett from the uh, Missoula City Fire Department and Rogue from the uh, Wildland Firefighters and so that's the way that this works. It's it's the fireman versus the fireman but two different types of firemen and uh, a lot of bragging rights and c- cool trophies on the line as well. You saw me holding the Pulaski to open the show and then we also have the other trophy in here too for those that are watching on SWX. You can see it but boys thanks so much for being here. First Brett we'll start with you. I think that Montanans probably mostly understand the difference between uh, a Missoula firefighter and a wildland firefighter, but for those that don't, just explain it.
1: Well, yeah, I work for the city, and we're a structure department, so we deal mostly in town. Sure. And If your house is burning down, you're who you call. We're the ones that are coming, but... Because we live in Missoula, we live in this wildland-urban interface. Right. And a lot of our guys have previous wildland experience, so we're actually all qualified wildland firefighters also.
0: Well, that's that's very good. And, uh, Rogue, I I actually was a wildland firefighter. I worked for a a private contract when I was in college. Um, But, I mean, it's uh a... it's, a, it's truly an essential part of Montana. I mean, it, we have to have wildland firefighters like you else. The whole thing's going to burn down. How would you get into this, though, and just tell people kind of about your guys' role?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started back in Minnesota about uh, 13, 14 years ago and uh, moved out west here in uh, 2011. Um, been here in Missoula. Um, in the little hotshots. Um, Want to throw it out to them. we got a few players from there. Um coming on and skating with us this weekend, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely an integral part. Um, there's wildland fire all over the state. Um, I fought fire in every single corner of the state. So there's always something going on. It's
0: a, uh, it's such an interesting job because it's, it is dangerous, but it's also very cool. I mean, I miss it really bad. I love just being outside hiking around the woods. You do have to, you know, you're going to have to work real hard. You're going to break a sweat. You can't mind being dirty, but, Getting to enjoy the beauty of Montana, that's a pretty good gig.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've seen sunsets in uh, probably every single state out west here, and uh, they always get better. Yeah, no
0: no doubt about it. Brent Cunniff, Rogue Swenson. A couple firefighters here in town. We're talking Fire on Ice. It's the 10th annual. It's Saturday. That's February 5th for those looking at their calendars. Down at the Glacier Ice Rink. Two games this year. One starts at 6 p.m., and then the second at 7 30. It's free admission to this event, but there's a whole bunch of ways that these guys are raising money, including a silent auction. There's going to be a 50 50. There's also uh, some beer for you, which is always a great job. You go watch some hockey on a Saturday night, drink some brewskis. That's a, that's a good evening uh, here in the Garden City. Uh, But, Brett, just tell people kind of about the the evolution of this, because this has been going for a while. You guys have raised more than $70,000
1: in the last 10 of these. So uh, just take people through kind of the the way that this all came about. Well, it all started, uh, Chris Kovach and I, we both grew up in Great Falls, and they used to have a cops versus firefighter game, which was guns and hoses. And Chris kind of had the idea, well, why can't we do something like that here? And so that was kind of the origin of Fire on Ice. And we decided we'll have a game against the other department here in the area. And we ended up having it on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on the outside ice. It was cold and we still had like three or four hundred people show up. And we were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. We could could maybe expand this and make it bigger. We can make something happen. This could be a good fundraiser for something. And just kind of evolved over the years to where it's at now. And rogue the uh, the wildland
0: portion of the firefighters playing this. You guys are the defending champions, so uh, some bragging rights on the line. But why? I mean, why are the why are the wildland guys whooping up on the city guys lately?
3: You know, I think really what it comes <laughs> down to is uh, we got a lot bigger of a pool to select from. That's okay. Um, there's some folks uh, from Northwestern Montana that are coming down from the Flathead. Um, we got a couple folks uh, in years past that come from South Dakota. Um, but most of them are, you know, here in Missoula. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting back out on the ice and playing against these guys again.
0: And, Brett, tell people about the, the charity cows you guys have chosen this year. Because sometimes uh, each side of, of the, the firefighters, you guys do different things. But this year, kind of coming together and going towards one cause. So tell people a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so this year we're uh, raising money for Jack's Army. Uh, Jack Berry is... He's a son of one of another firefighter here in town, and he's been battling cancer on and off the last couple of years, and we just thought we're all getting behind another brother's uh, child, and it's a good foundation that we're raising money for for Jack's Army, and it'll eventually be going to help build Jack's Bridge, which is going in in Paddy Canyon. Well, very cool. Fire on Ice, the 10th annual version, the Missoula Fire Department versus local wildland
0: firefighters, 6 and 7.30 p.m. at the Glacier Ice Rink on Saturday night. Free entry, but there's a variety of ways that these guys are raising money from 50-50s to a silent auction, as well as some beer as well. Wrote, we were talking before you guys came on about uh, just how everybody kind of got into hockey and playing in the the pretty formative adult league here in town. But this game, I mean, it, I've been to a couple of these there's a lot of people there. When you're playing in front of a, a crowd, is it different? I mean, does it? do you feel nervous when, when you're out there? And there's like 2,000 people in the stands?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the ad- adrenaline really gets flowing. Um, you know, and I'm out there uh, coaching the uh, game before us at 6 and uh, getting dressed up and even getting, uh, you know, anxious. Already starting to think about it here with you now, and um, adrenaline's flowing, so I'm ready. I know the guys and girls um, at home. Uh, the Wildlanders are getting ready too. They're ready to play, so really looking forward to it. Well,
0: I love it. It's very fun for you guys, and it all goes towards great cows. Once again, Fire on Ice Glacier Ice Rink, six and seven thirty. The
1: two puck drops for this. And uh, uh, Brett, anything else to add? Anything other? Any other details people need to know? Well, I just I just like Rogue to know that you know he shouldn't be so confident that he's going to happen again this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, let's but, go! Yeah. No, it, it's just a good time. It, it's. It's very cool when we fill up the rink and and get everybody cheering for a very good cause. Well, if you need some reduce
0: Saturday night, head on down. Free entry. That sounds like a pretty good price to me. And uh, any and all the money you do spend will go towards a great cause. Fire on Ice the 10th annual Glacier Ice Rink Saturday
3: night. Boys, thanks so much for being here. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Coulter. And I uh, just want to say thanks for our sp- to our sponsors, um, Carl Tyler, as well as uh, Big Sky Brewing. Thanks. Yeah, got to love it. Those are great supporters of ours here at
0: Missoula Broadcast Company as well. So a shout-out to all the local businesses that make this happen, including Carl Tyler Chevrolet and Big Sky Brewing. Some of the best amateur-slash-prep performances of the weekend. Treasure State stars. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio.
1: Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: What's up, Antiana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you're having a great start to your week. When's the last time you watched a music video? So funny how big-time music videos used to be, and now they're... I I think that they're still sort of consumed, probably on YouTube a lot. By the way, we're on YouTube, so you can always subscribe to Nuanas Now over there. That'd be good for your habits, I promise you. I was listening to uh, some Dave Matthews, as we are right now, last night and the playlist i got stuck on on youtube ironically was uh, of all of their old music videos and uh it's funny cuz i you know anybody that listens to this show regularly you know i i love dave matthews band and uh i've made the pilgrimage over to the gorge several times to watch them live but some of those late 90s music videos like the music video for this song it's trippy man they used to do some weird things and uh, certainly certainly part of their their cult following that they have built up over a more than 30-year career uh, in music. How about some of the best performances from around the state the last couple weeks? We actually uh, going to do two Treasure State stars this week because last week we were so full up, so booked up that we didn't get one in. So I've we'll one a little later on for the week, but this one uh, for this week, as it always is, presented by Parkside Credit Union of Missoula. Parkside Credit Union, no matter what you're looking for financing for, it's a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Our Treasure State star number one, Quinn Wolferman, Missoula's finest. Missoula Big Sky grad, 24 years old, from the Garden City. He won gold at the X Games in Aspen, Colorado over the weekend in the knucklehuck huck. Very cool for him. He joined us last week on the ESPN Roundtable. You can find that on the Nuwana's Now podcast. Great interview. Really insightful and uh, just so interesting. It's a sort of new event, and it's pretty cool that a guy from here in the Garden City has become sort of the initial master of it. It's been going in the X Games for a couple years. He got third two years in a row when there was only one medal to be earned in the event. And uh, over the weekend, though, gold medal for Quinn Wolferman, so Very cool for him. Treasure State star number two. How about a pair of now Olympians from the state of Montana? They are skiers, two of the standout athletes in the state of Montana, period. Darian Stevens and Maggie Voison. Darian ha- hails from right here in Missoula. And Maggie Voison from up in Whitefish. So very cool for them. They are both on the United States ski team um, competing in some freestyle events. So uh, pretty awesome for them. Both of them have, have conquered tremendous tr- uh, adversity in, in their lives both of them suffered severe knee injuries that they had to come back from uh, definitely injuries that certainly could and a lot of times do end the careers of aspiring olympians but both of them heading back to the olympics uh, for the third time each so very cool couple young ladies from the state of montana and uh, the winter olympics from beijing they start on friday so we'll have updates for you on what's going on with the montana folks uh, in the olympics over there uh, in china throughout the next couple weeks Treasure state star number three, a guy who came on this show three times during the fall, one of the most outstanding athletes in the state of Montana. It's Tanner Klump. He's a Minnesota bound cross country and distance runner. He committed and signed to the university of Minnesota a couple weeks ago. And, uh, the Sentinel grad or his soon to be Sentinel grad a Sentinel senior. I should say, he was named the Montana Gatorade player of the year earlier, uh, this week. So very cool for him as well. And, uh, Well-earned as the individual champion in cross-country and uh, just the way that he triumphed over a very talented field. Well-deserved for sure, and uh, I think there's some more championships on the horizon for Tanner Klumpf with uh, track rolling around in the spring as well. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Treasure State Star number four, Josh Bannon. The Southpaw from Melbourne, Australia. He has definitely become one of the best, one of the better at least, players in the Big Sky Conference. And if he keeps growing and maturing and improving like he uh, has the last half a season or so, he's certainly going to be on his way, well on his way to being an all-conference player at the University of Montana. Uh, Bannon, he is, uh, as you heard Riley Corcoran say off the top, he's in the midst of having one of the better years for a Montana frontcourt player uh, in the last two decades plus. He's averaging right now, 13.4 points per game, but that's uh, probably a couple buckets short of what he's averaging in Big Sky Conference play. Total side rant, but there's this new statistical system that the NCAA is having various leagues, including the Big Sky, use. And for the life of me, I cannot master it like I had the last one mastered. So I'm so dumb that I I can't figure out how to look up conference-only statistics. So I can't tell you specifically what Josh Bannon's averaging in conference. But over the weekend... He was dominant. Uh, he had 18 points against Idaho and 20 points against Eastern Washington. Nine rebounds in each game. He's uh, he's had five double-doubles and, excuse me, eight double-doubles and five other games in which he was one rebound short of a double-double. So uh, he's been really, really, really good anchor in the front court uh, for the Montana Grizzlies, who, by the way, are on a four-game winning streak and have won seven of their last eight as they hit the road to play Weber State on Thursday. Treasure State star number five. It's the Fergus County High School Golden Eagles. That's right, Lewistown. The Eagles, they have high hopes right now, some of the highest they've had in terms of basketball in a long, long time. They are 13-0, and they are rolling right along. They haven't played for a state title since 1988, Lewistown hasn't, and they have not won a state title since 1979. So very cool for uh, Lewistown. That was a, a community that was impacted pretty detrimentally by tragedy uh, because a, a young man on their football team passed away this last fall in the midst of their playoff run in football. And those young men they ra- those young men rallied and uh, got Lewistown to the semifinals of the Class A playoffs. And you have to imagine in a, in a small town like that, probably a lot of those guys are playing hoops as well. So we're going to dig in and research a little bit more on some of the best stories from around the state of Montana in high school hoops right now and uh, get you some interviews and, and some other commentary upcoming. But very cool to see Lewistown having the success they've had, especially considering the, some of the adversity that some of the uh, the guys in that high school uh, have gone through. Nuane is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. If you're watching on SWX, you might have noticed I have this book here. And it's The 100 Greatest Sports Heroes. My mother found this book and uh, gave it to me over Christmas. Uh, but it's copyright 1954. And I found it fascinating because as I thumb through this, as somebody that really appreciates all sorts of history, particularly that of um, the sports of yesteryear, I do recognize quite a few names in here, and I also don't recognize a lot of names. And we've been so jam-packed with all the sports going on the last couple uh, weeks that I haven't gotten to use this as much as I wanted to. But what I'm going to do is, is just... Every time we have a little breathing room here on the show, I will uh, select a specific chapter. Uh, each one is just about one page long. And we'll talk about that guy or that or that woman as well. Because uh, I, I think it's important and interesting. But also, I think that there'll be a lot of these people that you out there maybe haven't heard of or have forgotten about, and they're worth remembering. I guess that's the whole point. So the first one in the book, it's in alphabetical order, by the way, the first one in the book is Grover Cleveland Alexander, who was a, a great pitcher um, for the Philadelphia Phillies. He was a multiple-time Cy Young Award winner. He won 373 games in his career. Um, he had all sorts of platitudes and was one of the best pitchers in the National League during his, his career. He played in the uh, the teens and the 20s up, in, up to the, the mid-20s. Um, it's so funny, too, because this says not many years have passed since the pitching arm of Rover Cleveland Alexander carved its last entrance into the record books. And it's funny because he did. He retired in 1926. So this was uh, about 28 years short of when this book came out. Um, but pretty amazing. Pitched all the way until he was 39 years old and uh, definitely uh, one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball. So there you go. That's your little your little history lesson for the day. You hungry? Maybe you're thirsty. I don't know. Whatever you are. How about some Tagliere? I love the sandwiches down there at Tagliere, but I also love some of the uh, great little other features that they have. I've been getting my pasta down there. They have homemade delicious pasta, some some, uh, import stuff from Italy. They also have such a good wine selection. They have like choice Italian and French wines down there for such affordable prices. This is one of the best places to get wine in the city of Missoula. So I've been get my wine at Tagliari recently as well. But the number one thing you're going to go there for is the sandwiches. I had a queen the other day, a little mozzarella, some pesto, some turkey, some balsamic. Oh, buddy, so, so, so good. Whatever you want at Tagliari, how about we hook you up right now? $25, bucks, 2 Tagliari delicatessen right there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. We have $25 gift card right now. All you got to do is call us, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Caller number three. We got $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli. Thanks so much for those guys for being a part of and the presenting sponsor of Tagliari Tuesday. Here on Nuana's Now. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. This is the first time we've ever been early in our whole lives. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to run downstairs as fast as I can and tell Tommy that I'm early for the first time. I'm out before 5 o'clock in the first hour. He, he's just not even going to know what to do. He's not going to be able to believe himself. But thanks so much for being here. And lots of big-time guests for you coming up in the second hour. we got three different head basketball coaches. Travis DeCure, the head coach of the University of Montana men's team. Danny Sprinkle, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. And Tyler Hobbs, former Grizz football player. That's probably where you know his name best. But now the head coach of the Missoula Big Sky girls basketball team. All three of those fine gentlemen will join us next. Keep it right here. Nuana's now on ESPN. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.